Hello and welcome to Inside Fingal. Inside Fingal is the podcast that takes you inside Fingal County Council and gives you an insight into the work being done by councillors and staff to make Fingal a better place to live, work, visit and do business in. My name is Jerry McDermott, I'm the Media and Communications Manager here at Fingal County Council and I hope you'll stay with me as we look at one of our most popular services, our libraries. We'll also have a special report on the development of the Village Green in Malahide, as well as our regular news bulletin and a competition, so stay tuned. Our guest today is Betty Boardman, who is the County Librarian for Fingal, which means that she's in charge of Fingal Libraries. And if you think that libraries only lend books, then don't go away, because you're going to learn that there's a lot more to libraries these days than just books. Betty, you're very welcome to Inside Fingal. Thanks, Jerry. I'm delighted to be here to talk about Fingal Libraries. Well, it's great to have you with us. And, you know, it was many years ago, but I remember my first visit to the library as a young schoolboy. It was a place with shelves from floor to ceiling, full of books, a huge emphasis on silence, and fines if you didn't return the books on time. How different are today's libraries from what I've just described? Well, let me start with the last thing you mentioned there, Jerry, uh, fines. So fines were abolished in Fingal Libraries at the beginning of 2019, and not just in Fingal Libraries, but in library authorities around the country. And this is very much the practice now internationally that fines are being removed from libraries. And this has been done for a number of reasons. Um, first and foremost, fines are seen as a barrier to library membership and to usage of libraries. Also, they disproportionately affect people on lower incomes. And overall, they have a very negative association with libraries. So for all these reasons, they've been removed. And I have to say, I think it's a very, very good move. And you've, you've just introduced that uh, policy of, of no fines. How is it working? It's working very, very well so far. Um, it's difficult to gauge this year because of COVID and all of that. Um, but so far, the reaction has been very, very good. And the other things you mentioned there, Jerry, and the floor-to-ceiling books, for example, that's changing as well, um, probably in a much more subtle way. But libraries, I think, are judged not just by their book collections, but by the spaces that they provide for people. And by spaces, I mean the comfortable um, seating arrangements that we have in libraries, the beautiful buildings that we have, um, where people can come in as individuals or in groups to read, to learn, to study in those spaces. And Dermot Bulger, um, a very well-known uh, Dublin writer, has described libraries as the last democratic spaces, and that in libraries we become not just consumers but citizens. And I think that's really important because libraries are very neutral and democratic spaces. You don't have to um, pay any money to be a member of the library, and nobody's going to force you to buy anything when you come into a library. So it is a very relaxed place in which to be. So I suppose that poses the question, what are the objectives of, of a library? Like, what, what's the purpose of it? Well, for us in Fingal Libraries, we want to provide high-quality library spaces that meet the needs of our library users. We also want to provide a very varied and stimulating programme of events. So this would be an educational, cultural and recreational programme of events and activities for all ages, for very young children, right up to older people. And also we want to be a point of access to technology and e-services for everybody. So libraries have always been a point of access for technology. So if you think back to when internet access was first introduced in Ireland in the late 1980s, um, 1990s, 
libraries offered the public a chance to come in and sample internet access and to use it. And obviously we do this uh, right up to, to the present day. And now you can go into libraries, you can use uh, tablets, you can use uh, laptops, and you can try out 3D printers, for example. So it is very important that we have this role to play in digital literacy and that we are doing everything we can to combat digital poverty. I suppose you mentioned digital there, and I suppose a lot of people would have felt that when digital came along and you had things like your Kindle and, and uh, you know, ease, ease ability to read books on, on digital appliances and that, that that would be the end of the libraries, but that's not been the case. No, absolutely not. That has not been the case at all. And I think people felt when digital came along that, that books would disappear, but in fact that hasn't been the case at all. So the sale of e-books has actually plateaued at this stage, and books um, are, are definitely holding their own. And I think people just just like it's just that tactile experience of having a book. Um, certainly, e-books very, very important. And when we are able to travel again, it's great to be able to just put a, a Kindle into your suitcase rather than packing in five or six novels into that suitcase. So, e-service is very, very important. But certainly, um, books are there to stay. And, and that's one thing. Like I suppose, libraries move with the times, and that, and you, you have your very own app. We have our very own app, uh, yes indeed, so um, from the comfort of your own home you can go on to the library app and you can check the catalogue. You can also um, go on and access our e-services from the library app, so if you want to download e-magazines, e-newspapers, e-books, you can do all that from the comfort of your own home. And of course you can also reserve books as well, if there's a particular book that you feel you would like to have, uh, you can reserve that using the app. Tell us about the Fingal Library, Fingal Library services and that, because it's not just one library or two libraries, you've got a lot of libraries spread all over the county. We have, Jerry. we have ten libraries in Fingal. So the smallest of these is Garristown, which is in the east of the county, on the borders of County Meath, and then the largest is in Blanchestown. We also have four mobile library vans and a local studies and archive service as well. And I think the one thing about libraries, and you mentioned Garristown there, which is a small library in a little village and that, but a lot of the libraries are unique in, the, in their character and that, like I think the one in Rush is, is built in, a, in an old church. It is. The one in, in Rush is in an old church. It's, it's a very, very beautiful library, and the architects who uh, worked on that really did a very, very fine job, and they've encompassed um, all of the features of the library, um, of the church in the library. So it, it's very, very beautiful indeed. Um, one of our older libraries, Scarry's Libraries. Um, Scarry's Library is an old Carnegie library and we are going to be extending and refurbishing that library in the new year. And, and there's also a Carnegie Library in Swords as well, isn't there, which, which is under the auspices of Fingal Libraries? It is. Um, that has been used by uh, the, the Fingal Historical Society um, at the moment, but that too is going to be refurbished in the coming years. You mentioned there, Betty, about mobile libraries. Can, can you tell us a little bit about mobile libraries and, and what they are and what they do? Yes, yeah, so in 2018, uh, Fingal Libraries made a big investment in the mobile library service in that we introduced four new mobile library vans. So um, before that, we had vans that had clocked up thousands of miles between them and they were on average about 15 years old. So we really felt that it was time to get new vans. As you know, Fingal is, is a very nice mix of urban and rural, and there are people who live in areas where they're not near to a library, they don't have access to a library, they don't have any public or private transport to that library. And also, um, 
Fingal has a very young population. There are lots of preschools, there are lots of creches, there are lots of primary schools. So the libraries are just, a, the mobile libraries are just a wonderful way of going out to people with the library service. So when we introduced the new vans, we decided we would make them very, very colourful and very distinctive. And anybody who knows them um, will certainly know that they are very, very recognisable. And also what we decided to do was to use them for um, events such as festivals. So we're now a regular at the Flavours of Fingal. And last year we were very excited to get an invitation to go to the ploughing championships. So we bought, brought one of the mobile vans down to the ploughing championships and it really attracted a lot of attention. So people came on board who had never been in a mobile library before. And we brought some storytellers and entertainers with us and we really had a great few days at that at the Ploughing Championships. And you mentioned the Ploughing Championships, and of course your involvement there is because libraries is a, is a sort of a, a nationwide service as well, that all the libraries are, are linked in together. That's right. So when you're a member of the library, you don't only have access to the books that are in Fingal Libraries. You have access to about 12 million books that are available on the island of Ireland. And again, it's very easy to get these books if you so wish. So using the library app or going onto the website or coming into the library, you can reserve an item, for example, that we mightn't have in Fingal libraries, but for example, Cork City libraries would have it. All you have to do is reserve it. You nominate the branch that you wish the library to go, that, the, that you wish the library book to go to, and it'll be there usually within a week. So are you saying there then that it's, it's fairly possible for you to get any book that somebody is looking for? It is pretty much possible for us to, to get any book that somebody um, is looking for, absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and tell me, who selects the books? Like, who decides what books go into the library? So we have a team of essentially book buyers, a small team of book buyers. They're based in headquarters and they're also based in some of our branches as well. They will be very knowledgeable about authors and reading trends, and they really know their books. So they select the books on behalf of, of the libraries. Uh, we get our books from book suppliers, and they in turn get them from publishers and from um, other library wholesalers. Uh, when the books come in to our headquarters, they are essentially uh, shelf-ready. So that means that they have a barcode on them and they're identifiable as being belong to Fingal Libraries. So we just match them against invoices and then they're sent out to all the branches as quickly as possible. So we like to have the books um, as up-to-date as possible. So, for example, if you hear a celebrity being interviewed on the Ryan Tuberty show, it might be Jamie Oliver or somebody, and he has his new cookbook coming out, we like to have that book in the library within a few days or a few weeks of him being on the, the Ryan Tuberty show. Yeah, and you, and you obviously see big pickups that if somebody you know appears in, on the Late Late Show or on a radio show and that sort of thing, plugging their book, as a lot of them seem to be doing, yes. uh, particularly these days, you, you see people coming in, in through the library doors looking for those books? Oh, absolutely, yes. Now, the way the, the publishing world works is that we would know in advance what books are coming out. So, you know, if Jerry McDermott is bringing out his autobiography or whatever, we genuinely will have known that a couple of months in advance. And then usually we will, we will know a couple of weeks in advance who might be on the Ryan Tuberty show or not you know sometimes it is quite a late announcement but certainly yes you you will see um, a lot more reserves on a particular book at, at different times well in, in relation to that particular autobiography uh, they're going to be waiting a while for it <laughs> though i think there'll be a lot of people will be interested in it uh, whenever it, if it ever comes about and that covid 
uh, we're living in this COVID times, you know, dealing with a COVID pandemic and that. How has that affected the library service? Well, I suppose like every other, other industry and every other place of work, COVID has had a dramatic effect um, on libraries. So effectively, we had to close our doors on the 12th of March and we weren't able to open them again until the end of June. So that had a very, very dramatic effect on library services and, as you can imagine, on the staff. So essentially what we had to do, Jerry, was to move everything to the digital and to the virtual space. So I mentioned e-services uh, before, and they really became very, very important, uh, particularly during the first lockdown, but right throughout 2020. So we've seen an increase of about 82% in the use of our e-services. So they really peaked in May, which was at the height of the lockdown, and that 82% was an increase on the January figure. So it's e-audiobooks, e-books, e-magazines, e-newspapers, uh, learning courses and music streaming uh, services that are all free of charge on the Fingal Library's website. And there really is a great selection. If we just take, say, for example, the, the magazines alone, there's everything from the entertainment and lifestyle magazines like Hello!, Time magazine, uh, Newsweek, New Scientists. So it was a really, really good way and an important way for people to keep up to date with what was going on in the world, even though they weren't able to be out and about. Yeah. And the other thing we did, Jerry, was um, our events. We moved them to the virtual space as well. So right throughout the year, we would hold a programme of events, educational, recreational events, um, cultural events, and they all moved to, to the virtual space. So in some cases, the people who would normally deliver these events for us came on board and they did videos and they did podcasts. But in many cases, our own staff created the content. So our, our own staff did storytelling sessions, they did um, photography courses, they did uh, yoga classes, poetry workshops, all sorts of things like that. So they really have been very, very creative and uh, very hardworking over 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great that you have a staff that can, can turn their hand to, to almost anything. Yes, we do. We have very talented staff in, in, in Fingal Libraries. And, and one of the things that happened over the last few months that, that I was very impressed with was the, the service that you provided to people who were cocooning. How, how did that come about? So at the start of the first lockdown, um, local authorities started a community call service. And we looked at our housebound service as a contribution to this. We've always had a housebound service to deliver books to people who are unable to leave their homes. So we decided to rebrand it and call it the Cocooning Library Service. And essentially it was a book delivery service to people who were cocooning. Um, so what they had to do was to ring the community call or contact the library service directly, and that service is still there, and just let us know what type of books they like to read. Now, in some cases, they're looking for specific titles, and we can't always do that, but certainly if they let us know the genre that they're interested in, um, what we do is our library drivers deliver books to these people, and not just a once-off, and they'll deliver the books and come back and collect them and then give more books. So over the course of the last couple of months, we've made 300 deliveries of 4,000 books to 166 people. I suppose 166 very happy people. Absolutely, and, and the feedback we have got from the service for, um, has, has really been very um, heartwarming, I have to say. Uh, people are, are just delighted with it, and it's been an absolute lifeline for a lot of people. 
And that's one thing about books is that once you get a love of books, it'll last you right through your, your lifetime. And it, it poses the question for me anyway is how do you get people reading in the first place? Like, you know, obviously early learners and you're trying to get them into books and that sort of thing. How do libraries go about doing that? So children are never too young to be introduced to books. There is a wonderful book written by a woman called Dorothy Butler and it's called Babies Need Books. Now, she wrote quite a long time ago, around about 1980, but in it she says that children should be introduced to books in the first few months of their lives. Not in the first few years, but in the first few months. And there are lots of books there for very small children. There are board books, which are really durable. There are plastic books, which children can take into the bath. There are books that have no words, but are, are um, very uh, visual and might, might have sound. And children really enjoy these at a very, very young age. And then when they get a little bit older, um, the bedtime story is very, very important. Um, so that's a really good bonding experience between a parent and a child, between maybe an older sibling and a, a very young child, or between grandparents and children. And children just love that experience of, I think we all do love that experience of having a story read to us. So that's really important. And then as they get older, um, in libraries, in Fingal libraries and in most libraries around the country, you'll find there's baby book clubs, for example, and there's parent and toddler groups. So really important to bring children to libraries and have them socialised around books. So that can also introduce an interest and a love of reading in very small children. And then as they get older, to allow children pick out their own books um, and to, to enjoy independent reading at, at that stage. And I think as parents, we can often get quite hung up about what children should be reading. Um, and I think it is important to let children read what they want to read themselves. Um, you know, not every child wants to sit down and read through a, a, a Harry Potter. So some children might enjoy comics or some might enjoy graphic novels. And it's really important um, to allow them express their interests. And I suppose for, for any parent who is confused by it, the library staff are there to help. Oh, absolutely. Library staff are, are trained and they really know their books. So certainly um, you should talk to library staff if you, if you want some recommendations on what to read or if you have a reluctant reader, for example. One thing that caught my eye when I was preparing for this interview was that Blanchestown Library is the home of the European Direct Information Centre. What is that and, and what do they do? So there's been a Europe Direct Centre at Blanchestown Libraries since uh, 2005 and there are nine Europe Direct Centres around Ireland, all of them based in public libraries. They are funded by the European Commission, so on behalf of the European Commission we provide information to the public on all aspects of, of European life. And we also provide um, a platform on some topical issues to do with Europe. So we've just finished a series of interviews on the European Green Deal. So the European Green Deal is Europe's strategy to tackle pollution and to make the planet a safer place on, on which to live. Well, certainly, Betty, from, from what you're saying there, there seems to be something for everybody at, at your libraries and that. So if I wanted to become a member of Fingal Libraries, how would I go about it? It's really easy to become a member at the moment, Jerry. So all you have to do is to go onto our website or go onto the Libraries Ireland website you fill in some details and you can almost immediately start using our e-services, newspapers, magazines, books. And then if you want to borrow a, a book, um, just go to one of our libraries. They're now open as of last Tuesday for browsing. So again, you just go and validate your membership and you can start um, borrowing books straight away. So it's never been easier and there's no charge. 
But I think there's one thing, and I got caught on it a couple of times, is you have to renew your membership every year. Is that right? You do have to renew your membership every year. Yes, you do. And that just allows us just to keep our statistics very up to date about who is using libraries. So we do ask you to renew your membership every year. You mentioned about the librarians and the people that work for you, and you know, very talented people and that sort of thing. Um, being a librarian is one of the many different jobs that people do here in Fingal County Council. Is this something that you would recommend? Oh, I would, absolutely. Um, I think because libraries are ever-changing places and because as library staff we have to keep really up to date with what the public want, not just in their reading habits but also with technology. I think because of that, every day is a learning day in libraries and I think that makes it very, very interesting. Um, also, you get to work with other um, professionals in other departments, communications, for example, also with the architects, um, because we are renovating and extending Scaries Library, so we have to work very closely with our architects department to give them a brief for that. And also, we are planning a new county library in the Swords Cultural Quarter. So again, we've been working very closely with our architects in delivering a brief to them for a new county library in that area. And, and what would the difference be between a county library and a, a normal library? So a county library is a library which is in the, the main administrative centre of a local authority. So Swords is the main county town for Fingal. So the, the county library for us um, will be a much larger library than we've had before. It'll be, for example, uh, bigger than Blanchestown. Um, it'll be the, the main library for the local authority and it will also house our local studies and archives collections. So it will be a place where people can come, they can read, they can um, go to events in the library, they can study and it'll also be adjacent to arts facilities. So there'll be a nice relationship there between um, arts and libraries and a lot of joint programming of events and activities. And I think that's all going to be part of the Swords Cultural Quarter, isn't that right? That's right. That will be part of the Swords Cultural Quarter, yeah. yeah. And what we have here in Fingal in, in terms of our library service, how does that compare to other counties? We compare very, very well. So if you take our opening hours, for example, um, our libraries will be open about 45 hours per week across six days, and that will be among the highest opening hours in the country. So we're open um, on Saturdays in most of our libraries and we're open up until 8 o'clock in the evening as well. So our libraries will compare very, very well. As regards spending, we would spend about €50 Euro per head of population on our library service and that is money very, very well spent in my opinion. And just as you were talking there, you know, we started the, the, the conversation talking about fines and that sort of thing, but one of the new things that's come in now is self-service. Um, you know, that, that there's more and more trust being placed on the, 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 the client of the library. Yeah, I think self-service really was a game changer when we introduced it, um, gosh, it's about nine or ten years ago at this stage, and a lot of libraries around the country now have self-service. And you're right, Jerry, it is, it is all about trust, but I think also it, it's a lot more than that. I think it, it creates a much more democratic relationship between the people who use the library and the people who are providing the library service. So when you come into the library now, if you take somewhere like Dunabate Library, for example, so that opened as a self-service library, you don't come into the library to be met by a massive, big, mahogany-style desk. You know, that's gone. Um, you're not dealing with somebody across a counter. It very much is, you know, side-by-side -side service, and I think that really is important. So I think it gives greater ownership of the library to the people who are using it. Um, it's very time, time efficient for people as well, so it means they don't have to queue, they can just go to the self-service unit. 
And also young children just love it. You know, they, they just take to it um, really, really well. But certainly for older people, um, it, it's very easy technology to use. There's absolutely nothing complicated about it at all. Well, that's great, Betty. We, we've discovered plenty about Fingal Libraries there. Um, just before you go, I've just one final question for you. Um, as we're heading into Christmas, um, it's a time that many people set aside for reading. So do you have any recommendations for, say, books for children, young people, adults? Yes, I think because of the year that's in it, it would be good if we all supported um, independent and local bookshops and their websites. Um, it's been a difficult year for authors. On the one hand, they've had lots of time to write, but on the other hand, it's been quite difficult for them you know, to get books out there because there really haven't been any physical launches. They, ha they haven't been able to do book signings, for example. But when it comes to recommendations, certainly for young children, there's um, a beautiful book by Sarah Webb called The One with the Waggly Tail. And it's all to do with rhymes and rhymes from an Irish childhood. So it's beautifully illustrated. And I think that will be a, a very good uh, book for, for young children. Um, for older children, there's a book called Break the Mould by um, Sinead Burke. And that really is all about giving confidence. It's a guide to um, teenagers being happy in, in their own bodies and in their own skins. And I think that would be a, a, a very welcome um, present from Santa or present from a, a parent. Um, one that I, I have my, uh, my eye on myself, but I haven't actually read it as yet, is uh, John Banville's new book called Snow. Um, it ticks a lot of boxes for me because um, it's about um, the body of a parish priest that's found in a library in a stately home in Wexford. So I think that'll be a very, very good read. But also, um, there are lots of memoirs out this year, um, you know, but, but particularly some, some very great uh, females. So, for example, Mary McAleese's memoirs are out, and also the former state pathologist, uh, Dr. Mary Cassidy. So I think they will be very, very good presents uh, for people. Well, that's, that's the Christmas present sorted then, something there for everybody. And um, if you didn't catch those uh, book titles, we'll put them up on our website, so fingal.ie forward slash podcasts, and uh, you can see Betty Boardman's recommendations there. Betty, thank you very much indeed. That's been absolutely fascinating, very enlightening, and I think everybody now has a better understanding of how Fingal Libraries operates and also what an important service that Fingal Libraries provides for the people of Fingal. So thank you very much indeed for joining us. It's been my pleasure, Jerry. Thank you. In episode one, we had a competition for a one-for-all voucher, and we got a great entry, so thank you to everybody who entered. The question was, who is the Deputy Mayor of Fingal? And the answer is Councillor Robert O'Donoghue, who represents the Rush-Lusk local electoral area. And the winner of our one-for-all voucher for €100 Euro is Jerry Murray from Mulhuddard in Dublin 15. Congratulations, Jerry, and thanks again to everybody who entered. We're going to give away another one-for-all voucher um, later today, so I'll pose the question later in the programme, so please keep listening. Let's go over to the Inside Fingal News Desk and get the latest updates on what is happening in Fingal from Fergal Maddock. A major campaign to encourage residents to do their Christmas shopping in Fingal in order to protect local businesses and local jobs has been launched. The Fingal In It Together for Christmas campaign is the latest in a series of initiatives by the local authority to assist the business community in its recovery from the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. The campaign includes an online Christmas shop for businesses to advertise their Christmas offerings and a marketing campaign to encourage residents to shop in Fingal. It can be found at fingal.ie forward slash Christmas. 
Fingal County Council has adopted a budget of 286 million for 2021, which will ensure that services are maintained and enhanced into next year. It represents an increase of 16.3 million from 2020 and is the equivalent of 966 euro per head of population. The budget provides for an increased expenditure in a number of key areas and also makes a level of provision for possible adverse effects due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the Council's finances. There is no increase in rates in the 2021 budget. In September, councillors agreed for the fourth successive year to reduce the local property tax by 10% rather than 15%, and this has provided an extra €2 million Euro in each of the years to be allocated for services that directly improve the areas where citizens live. Full details can be found on fingal.ie. And finally, Fingal County Council is proud to have supported Ireland and Music Filming in Newbridge House and Donabate for the latest track from Irish musician Mundy. This track was recorded live for Ireland and Music at Newbridge House and will feature in a one-off TV special that will premiere on RTE1 on Tuesday 29th of December at 8pm. That's it for now. Don't forget to check our website fingal.ie for all the latest news and updates throughout the month. Thank you, Fergal. It's time now for our special report, which is on the redevelopment of the Village Green in Malahide. Thanks, Jerry. Hi, I'm Debbie Thornbury. For the last few months, the Village Green in Malahide has been surrounded by hoarding, which has allowed contractors to get on with the job of redeveloping this popular public community into a new green public space for people to visit and enjoy. Now as we approach Christmas, the hoarding has been taken down and the new look Village Green, with its very own Christmas tree, is once again open to the public. The Mayor of Fingal, Councillor David Healy, turned on the lights in the Christmas tree and is delighted that the project has been completed. The Village Green is a great project um, and it's, a, it's very important for Malahide because it's a connection between the, the centre of the town, which is a typical Irish kind of built up town looking in on itself, and out to the sea, which is Malahide's setting. So the green itself is, is the link between right at the core of the town and going out to sea. And the, the way it was laid out before it sort of undermined that a bit. It wasn't really clear exactly what the design was, was trying to achieve. Um, now it's got the very clear path straight through out to the sea. And the way that the mounds have, have sat in into the landscape, you, you have mounds, it, it doesn't stop. It's quite interesting. It doesn't stop you seeing out. But then when you get to them, you're able to go up on them and just get that little bit more of a view. Uh, across the boats over over to the the sand dunes of the peninsula on, on the other side of the estuary and uh, I, I think it's it's been a, a great achievement in design terms and it's great to see it finished I know obviously these kinds of works are always a bit of disruption during the process and and, and maybe that that's that helps people uh, remember uh, how much of an amenity the the green is to them so uh, I think people will be very pleased with, with the way it's turned out. The development of the Village Green is part of the Public Realm strategy for Malahide. According to Fingal County Council Senior Park Superintendent Kevin Halpenny, there was a strong desire for high quality design and finish. In particular, we have focused on resilient design, future-proofing the park for greener, more sustainable future, aligning the park with other objectives, including active travel and energy-saving initiatives, such as e-car charging points and low-energy lighting and the provision of bicycle stands uh, within the newly developed park. Great design gets noticed. Anyone visiting the Green will immediately notice the very attractive coastal views to Malahide Estuary and beyond to Lambay Island. And these have been framed by the redesigned park, realigned paths and earthworks. People will also notice two large plaza areas incorporating very high quality, specially designed paving. The elliptical design of the visually distinctive paving pattern reflects the heritage of oyster and mussel 
fishing in the Malhide area. These plaza areas include extensive seating, which has been integrated into the new landscape planting, which incorporate large feature planters. The village green certainly looks amazing, but according to Kevin Halpenny, one of its main features is something that can't be seen. What you don't see anymore in the park is also very significant. Through this project, we have been able to rationalise the above-ground facilities and utilities, services and visual clutter, such as electricity and telecoms, so that now all the unsightly wires have been undergrounded and metal cabinets have been replaced with underground chambers, leading to much improved visual amenity for the park and the surrounding streets. Due to these issues, the project was quite complex to deliver, and in particular during a very challenging period, during the pandemic, and this required very careful project management. We have also relocated the bronze Ammonites sculpture, which has been given a much improved landscape setting and background. Now that it is open, the Mayor, Councillor David Healy, sees the village green quickly developing into a focal point for residents and visitors and becoming an important aspect of community life. I mean, as before, the the green is a a multi-purpose space. Um, It's really for uh, gentle uh, social recreation. It, it doesn't have any uh, kind of, you know, intense use. Um, it has always been available uh, a bit for a, a small scale um, market stalls and things at, at, at Christmas time. That, I think it's appropriate that that would happen uh, at some, some seasons. But the, the core of it is, is just a, a quiet spot for, for people to, to sit and have a walk and uh, to enjoy access to, to the, the views of the sea and uh, just a, a relaxing spot in, in the town. You can view the Malahide Public Realm strategy on Fingal County Council's website, fingal.ie. I mentioned earlier that we're going to have a competition for a one-for-all voucher worth 100 euros, so here's the question. In which regional park in Fingal would you find trees planted by two presidents of Ireland, Michael D. Higgins and Mary Robinson? In which regional park in Fingal will you find trees planted by two presidents of Ireland, Michael D. Higgins and Mary Robinson? Please send your answers to podcast at fingal.ie. That's podcast at fingal.ie. And we'll announce the results in a future episode of Inside Fingal. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Betty Boardman. And if you have any comments or suggestions in relation to the Inside Fingal podcast, please email podcast at fingal.ie. Remember, you can follow Fingal County Council on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn and also on our website which is fingal.ie. Don't forget to shop Fingal this Christmas and if you're stuck for gift ideas, go to fingal.ie forward slash Christmas and look at our directory of what's available in Fingal this Christmas. Until the next time, goodbye and stay safe.